0: in charge hey blah, blah. another week another day another dollar
1: oh I wish I got dollars every day
0: just like that stripper pole right I
1: was just thinking that and I was like I'm not gonna do this what I'm not gonna do is talk about a stripper pole at the
0: beginning <laughs> uh, right so how you bossin
1: um at this exact moment I am kind of tired because it's been a a long week um and I started a new workout routine which is hell Um, and that's fine. I asked for this. Um, I pay for this. So, uh, in the immediate, I am tired. I'm kind of sleepy and I'm hungry. Uh, (laughs) but in terms of my life, um, it's pretty good. You know, it's weird. I made a commitment this week. This is going to sound terrible for anybody who works with me. Uh, who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, that I was going to, I have an ability, an ability, I don't know if this is an ability that anyone wants to admit, but I can get distracted quite easily um, at work and like hop on my phone or like uh, go incognito and like look at social media, read articles, some related to my work, some not. And I can get like in the rabbit hole of that. But this week I was like, you need to focus, like only hop on if you are going to lunch or going home. Um, and like uh, utilize all of your work day, like each minute, make sure that you're being like uber productive so that you can alleviate some stress when you leave at the end of the day. Um, and shocker slash no surprise at all. It has made me that much more productive. Like I feel on top of my email, I feel on top of like responding to people. I've been able to be more intentional with, um, my words and my work. So um, again, shocker, no surprise. You should fucking do that anyway because that's what they pay you for. But I, had to, I made a really strong, solid commitment and agreement with myself starting um, on Monday to really focus in on that and, and make the hours that I work and I have to be at work to count. And so in that sense, I'm feeling pretty good work-wise even with like some of the shit that's happening um, uh, with interactions and things that have come through my office. So In general, I'm feeling pretty good, so. All right. How you bossing?
0: Well, I feel like we're on the same wavelength in terms of our, you know, day jobs. Uh, So this is the first time at my current institution where um, I have a full team, I have no vacancies, and now I can actually do what I'm supposed to do in my job, um, instead of like filling in the holes. Because as soon as I was hired, a little over two years ago, um, I, ha- I was just constantly filling in vacancies. As soon as I hired one person, another one would be out the door, right? So it's really meshing well and I can see my vision coming together in terms of the staffing for my division. Um, so that's you know making my morale high, which subsequently makes the morale of my staff pretty good. Um, so there's that. And then outside of work, um, I'm just hustling, you know? I'm doing the nine to five, five to nine. Um, I have two really big gigs that I'm working on. Um, I am choreographing um, a dance set for my friend who's a pop singer, and he just came out with his eighth album. Um, His name is Saturn, look him up, Um, Uh, Mm Iamsaturn.com. So so he has a performance next week, and um, I'm creative directing that. And then also I have a theatrical performance that's coming up in November. So, um, yeah, there's a lot.
1: You are so artsy. I love it.
0: Thank you. Um, and I have to say, though, that despite everything at work and just my social activities going well, I'm still struggling with the tragedies <laughs> that are happening, you know, mm. the, every week, every day. Um, I think I intentionally shut off most of my social media. I just have not really been checking it. Mm -hmm. unless someone has messaged me because I I need to take that break, you know? Yeah. So.
1: That's probably why I messaged you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I ignored it. No, I'm just kidding. No, you responded. You gave me a real cute response
1: and I won't mention that on the show. Okay, I mean, (laughs) we'll have to
0: save save that for after, you know, after the show. All right. Uh, We will be right back. um this week um you know i just mentioned in the previous segment that i've been feeling a way about the tragedies and the news and there's always something negative in the media and i had this i had this question for myself about numbing because i feel that i shut out social media but what i'm also shutting out is are my emotions um so the the real question for this segment is, when you feel everything is bad or negative, is numbing those emotions bad? Or are they good? Or what are, what are the reper- repercussions of possibly shutting yourself away, emotionally, mentally, physically, however you want to name it, from the world? So my first question is, um, do you, go through that process of numbing? <clears throat> and what does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, I think that I do. Um, well, when you originally posed the topic, I kind of um, just jotted down a quick note about like the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I think numbing is an emotion. Like I think we, we, we intentionally numb. because um, I see it's almost like a flood of too many emotions. And then you don't know what to do with any one of them. So you're like, "Mm." it just becomes like a quiet, like, like almost, I hear it in my head as I say it, it's like a quiet tone of just this, like a monotone going. Cause you're like, I'm neither up nor down. I'm just right in the middle. And so there's too much going on. And all I can do is move forward and not respond to any of it. So it's almost, to me, I can't see it as an overwhelming. So it's like, um, but I see it as a, it's a feeling, um, I, I don't numb as much as I used to. Um, and some of that is through the work of like therapy and figuring out how to work to manage my emotions and to respond to the things that I feel like I have an ability to respond to. And then to compartmentalize the shit that I, I don't know what to do with yet. Um, but I've, I've been working and I work hard to talk through those things that I don't know how to feel. Um, or I don't know how to feel about or I don't know how to respond. But, yeah, I absolutely numb. Um, I – one of the ways I numb is I run. Mm. Because to me, I like, I am not feeling anything specific. I'm not thinking anything specific. And I don't – I'm not required to respond to anything in that moment. And I can just go and float and be on a treadmill or outside and not – like my mind can shut off and go into this like oh i'm in, I'm in a bunch of clouds kind of space, and that's where my mind goes when i'm in a I'm in a good like run but that's that's one of the ways that I numb um is doing that uh, yeah,
0: yeah, so it's interesting that you call it an emotion because I think of it as an action um. Hmm. <laughs> It's kind of interesting because numbing is to get rid of emotions. So if numbing is an emotion within itself, then it kind of cancels one out. Um, but I, I think of it as an action. Um, and I, I'm in the thick of it right now. I, I constantly numb myself. I, uh, I think I've said in the show before that I easily compartmentalize things. Um, and I think that can be a good thing sometimes because in a work setting, um, you know, sometimes an employee may cry in front of me and I'm going to still, you know, I don't do well with feelings at work, but <laughs> <laughs> you know this, Shamina. Um,
1: I do. I didn't know you were going to
0: say it, though. Um, and I'll listen and I'll console of the best that I can, but I guess compartmentalizing is a form of numbing um, in the workplace, um, but I do it in my social life all the time to... Pretty much protect myself, mm-hmm. um, protect myself from the realities, um, to protect my mental health as well. But even the even as I say that, I you know I'm saying to protect myself, but from what, you know? Because mm-hmm. the re, the realities are are the things that are going to help me grow um, and push through certain experiences. So I don't know. Um, I definitely do it to protect myself now because. I'm very overwhelmed, I get anxiety really easy, easily, so yeah. Well,
1: the other thing I think, when you said the protect yourself, I think of it kind of as also a defense mechanism. Right. Like if I, like if I am feeling, if I, have, if I feel like I have feelings coming at me, that's a lot of feelings, um, then I, I put up that numbing so that I can protect, like you said, kind of I protect myself, I get behind the shield, and then things just bounce off of me. I'm not really feeling anything cause I've chosen to numb. So I'm like defending like, Mm-mm, nope, not that, not that either. No, thank you. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to move away from that, not respond to that. So, um, that makes sense though. Um, and I think, I think we all do it to some degree. just how that kind of plays and lives out.
0: Mm-hmm. So is numbing good or bad? Um, and uh, let me actually add more of a framework to that question. Is it good or bad uh, to the self? And then also, is it good or bad to the people that we surround ourselves with?
1: Um, OK, so I will use a word that my mentor uses, well, or a phrase. I think it's both and. Um, I think it can be good and or bad. Um, and I'll kind of center self first. Um, I think it is. I think it can be a good place to be in, and it, I don't know. If, I don't know if "good" is the word I would use, but I think it's a, a definitely an okay place to be in. I think that. I don't there, think there should be a sh- shame associated with that. Although, as humans, we feel those things. Um, I think sometimes it helps you to kind of stop and center yourself when you numb. I think where it has the potential to become problematic. Is if you numb to the point of um, like you numb to the point of where you move into that space and you don't work to get out. Does that make sense? Like if you numb and you live your life numb and you don't, priori- you don't prioritize and recognize that at some point you have to get out of that. Um, and, and lots of people have various ways to get out of that, but I think that's the part when it can be bad if you move into a space of numbing and you unpack and you make that your permanent home. I think that is, um, not good and unhealthy. Um, but I think, I certainly think it can be good to, um, sometimes it helps you get through a crisis, a difficult situation when you can numb that part and just kind of, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like respond robotically to get through it. And then you pull it back out of that space. Mm-hmm. So, That's kind of where I think of that in the self. Um, You want to respond to that and then as I
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable here. Um, uh, What I think of numbing, I think of, of course, the news and the media, but I also think of my relationships with people. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, dating is very difficult. (laughs) Um, And I think you know, going back to protecting myself because I've been hurt so many times by previous relationships, <clears throat> I numb myself to the point where I can't give back to that person. And I'm very aware of that, meaning, um, you know, I'm not as vulnerable with people because I'm I'm numbing my em- emotions so that I, I don't get hurt in, in the end, you know? mm mm-hmm. um, So for the self, I think, I agree with you. It can be good and bad. Um, and there's a spectrum, right? So you just have to find that fine balance. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, in, in terms of the, like other people, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to move away from how other people think or respond to who I am and how I show up. So there's like the, the 30% of me that says, fuck them. I don't want to give them no energy. And then I'm like, Oh, you're human. You, you, you care. There's a level of caring there. And I wish I didn't care as much. Um, but to be honest, I really think my ability to, or the ways in which I numb are probably helpful for other people around me. Um, and it probably saves them some
0: right, right.
1: Anguish, frustration, etc. Um, Because if I get in there and I'm raw and uncut, then that's not really helpful for anybody. So if I can put up a little bit of that numbing um, to be able to respond and show up, uh, in in a different way than I may be, but if I was just kind of showing up in all my fullness, it probably is beneficial to other people.
0: No, totally. I totally agree with that. Um, Mm -hmm. When you when you said that, I thought of yes. If everyone is going through something you can be that person that's really being the um, I mean really being the logical thinker right so um, but sometimes you get criticized for being emotionless or maybe you get criticized in a professional setting um, and I don't mean you but um, it, it just made me think of that critique that we're humans so where's that fine line between numbing to the point where this is, yes, this is a professional setting um, and feelings can't manifest itself too much because it's about the work at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but sometimes that can be a, a disservice to you if you numb too much in the work setting. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. That made me think about, I was talking to um, a colleague And we were talking about the times when we choose to show up in like a vulnerable way, and we pull that numbing back because sometimes it can be really easy to be numb and just like say things like I said, kind of robotically, and just say like company line, company standard, blah blah blah. But there's a risk you have when you pull back, when you when you choose to stop numbing, and you choose to do the work on yourself, and you choose to show up for a conversation, a situation, and then you kind of leave yourself open to how, uh, where another person's growth or or their numbing shows up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And that can be a really difficult place, especially if you feel like you put yourself in there, like, yeah, I'm gonna take this numbing coat off, I'm gonna show myself, Mm. and you can just hope that the other people or the other person will see that, and they don't necessarily have to meet you in that space, but honor that space as another human being. So it can be really difficult to do that um, and kind of, um, yeah, a little bit crushing when uh, folks don't see that or they don't, they don't participate. I don't say participate because I don't need them to be, to be that back, but they don't honor the fact that somebody else is showing them something um, that's probably not easy to show.
0: Right. So can you think, because I know you said that you don't numb as much as you used to, but can you talk about a specific either situation or experience, either in the work setting or in your personal life, where either numbing, numbing helped the situation, or maybe it didn't help the situation?
1: Hmm. I'm sure that I could, but of course right now I've got nothing. But let me think. I mean, I can go Um,
0: first while you think.
1: Say that again?
0: I I can go first while you think of something. How
1: about you go first?
0: Okay. So, I, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it's a very sensitive topic for me. So, um, with my mother, um, in my relationship with my mom, um, you know, we've had, you know, tumultuous times just like any family. And I think back to um, some of our discourse or our, our dissonance. And whenever we got in an argument, I would have to numb because, you know, that's my family. If, I, I'm, if I'm going to hold on to this negativity that in, in this discourse, then I'm not going to really do well because, you know, my family is supposed to be the pillar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of my life so but it didn't really work out because every time I was numbing I wasn't being communicative to my mom about what I was actually feeling right so uh, yeah that would be one situation and I don't do it as often as I did in the past but um some yeah sometimes numbing is a survival tactic right Um, absolutely because you know, I came out when I was younger and um, mm-hmm. there were some negative things that came up um, surrounding that. And so numbing helps me survive through those tough times, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. I know talking about your mom is uh, close to your heart. Yes. Um, uh, I think... Remind me of the general question again, because I have a um, general uh, direction I want to go, but I want to make sure I'm following correctly.
0: Yeah, so what's one situation or experience either in your work life or your personal life where numbing helped the situation or maybe it didn't help the situation?
1: I think um, with work, um, because the... In a lot of the years of my work, especially this year, I have had to meet with individuals who already came in pissed off and like looking for the situation to be adversarial from the get-go as though I did something to them. And really their behavior has brought themselves to the attention of my office. And that's how I I tend to explain it. Um, But with that, um, because I sometimes get shitty emails and I have over my career just based on like accountability and people like me being responsible for, or having a role in holding people accountable for their behavior. So I find a lot of times that I have to numb in that way. Like I have to not respond to like uh, rude, inappropriate, uh, foul-languaged emails um, until I, like I generally don't respond to those same day because I can get real pissed and I'll be ready to fire off something real slick. Um, and then I have to remember like, I appreciate stability, like benefits and a paycheck are important to me. Um, And yeah. So in that sense, I feel like I have to, I numbed this morning to be real honest. Like I knew I was going to be walking into potentially difficult conversation. And I was like, let me put on, well, first of all, let me put on the full armor of God. Thank you. Um, So I said my prayer before, but then I really had to find a way to distance myself And in my mind, I was doing this like playing like the verbal judo of like, if they say this, I'm going to be ready with this. And if they say this, I'm going to be ready with this. But that's kind of how I have to armor up my mind and to remind myself like, this isn't, they're not mad at me, because I wasn't, I literally was not in the situation. They're mad at the situation and the circumstance and the potential outcome. So I have to remind myself and, like, keep that mantra in my mind. But I totally did it, that this morning because I was like, I'm just going to slightly mentally, not shut down, but turn this off if somebody tries to get loud in my office. Literally, that's what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so in that sense, I felt pretty fine afterwards. So it certainly helped me um, to distance myself from what I felt was going to be coming my way.
0: Right. And a point that you made that I just want to point out again, like you can't control how other people are going to react or uh, how they're going to feel. So numbing yeah. really has to be for yourself, um, mm-hmm. you know, in that strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so my last question around this topic is um. When, you know, tragedies in the media happen, um, you know, we, we've had a small conversation about social media, right? And mm-hmm. how people use that as a platform to express their opinions on politics or whatnot. Um, and technology has a big stressor on our lives uh, because it's everywhere. Um, that's how we consume media and information. So how do you deal with numbing when these distractions are hitting you all the time?
1: Um, let's see. Well, one is I don't have live TV, so I don't tend to be able to watch like the news in any level of real time. Um, even when I do have the, I do have like, uh, like an Amazon fire stick or Apple TV. Um, I find that I don't watch a lot or ca- try to catch up on a lot of like news and i and I can be a news junkie like with CNN, MSNBC, mm-hmm. um, sometimes i watch the BBC or, um, the young Turks online. Uh, I, um, I try to remember that I am in the here and the now. And, um, I certainly have been trying to limit the amount that I'm on social media. Like I said, this week was great to really not be on social media during the day because I was like actually focused on fulfilling all of my work and, and focusing on those things. Um, but in the evening, like, if I'm not doing anything, I'll I'll trash through whatever. But I also have reading for a class that I'm taking. So I don't have I've – like, I've got, like, a tiny bit of capacity to, like, mess around on the Internet. Um, I have found that um, I don't dive too deep into too many things. I mean, some things I can't avoid, like, with the Las Vegas stuff a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago at this point. Like, I could not see it. Like, if I got on my phone, like – I could, there was no way to, to avoid that. So I was like, well, let me see, find out what I need to find out and to, like, be able to have something to be informed about. Um, but there's, there's, um, there's so much right now. It's hard. Like, I can just easily start to scroll through stuff on NewsWise or people have retweeted or Facebook stuff. And I have to just start to scroll through those things. And I'm like, where's the dog videos?
0: Like. Right. <laughs> or- what,
1: what can I send Paul that will be funny? Right. um so yeah i just i have to be mindful of that in my mind um and set some limits on like how long i spend on social media or how long i spend um if i do happen to be to catch up on some news if something is major major happening like literally how many minutes am i going to give myself to engage with this mm-hmm. so i have i have to be intentional because i can go down the rabbit hole and be up for hours because i really can be consumed with news and like finding out information or why did this happen? Or why did that happen? Or how, like we don't know the, the end result of those things. So I have to, um, and i I worked with this with my therapist. Cause I was like, I can go down a rabbit hole and be up like until 2 AM, like just reading news from all over the world. Um, and so we started talking about like maybe at this hour, like between this time and this time is when you yep. scroll through and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a work.
0: Um, for me, um, I realized now more than when I was uh, younger in my early twenties that social media only adds to the craziness in my life. Um, because before I w- there there were times when I would scroll through Facebook, my newsfeed, until I found, until I got to the point where I recognized the material. So. I would force myself to consume, consume, consume everything um, because, you know, fear of missing out, right? A little bit of FOMO. But now, as I get older, I realize I need to get rid of these stressors, um, which adds a little bit to the numbing, you know, it helps with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, similar, similarly to you, I have to schedule in when I'm going to check Facebook or Instagram um, or Snapchat, or whatever the, the platform is, or even a news outlet. Um, <laughs> usually I'll reserve the really early, early part of the day in the morning um, when I'm getting ready, and then at night, you know, and I, I'll spend at most a half hour on social media or um, an hour looking up news and trying to catch up on uh, current issues. Um, but with that, I still feel like there's a, there's still a fear of missing out that I um that I need to devote more time to these things because I'm missing out on information. But that's not I know that's not really the case. But mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, even nowadays there's there's like websites or whatever, or like apps that give you like these are the highlights from the day. Or they're like snippets of stories. Um, so that you don't like there's one place where you can see like the major things that have hit the, the news headlines so that you can get a sense of like, I'm not completely disconnected from the world. So these like, <laughs> given the times that we are in, these are the six shitty things that happened right a day. Um, we
0: black excellence when we need it, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. So,
0: um, and honestly, I use Facebook and sometimes Twitter to understand what the headlines are for that day. Um, oh yeah. You know, I think before Facebook was not a legitimate source for news, but, I mean, people are sharing articles on Facebook all the time. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, th- to date myself, I'm like, I remember before there was a Facebook oh, and no. you had to like read a paper and the internet was like new. So right. if you didn't watch TV or actually read a physical paper, like you weren't going to find out anything. Like you would just be like, huh, what's going on? I have no idea. So, right. Yeah.
0: So um, take home points from this conversation.
1: Um, I think that it's important that we are um, we practice grace and gentleness with ourselves um, because sometimes we're not going to know how to um, how to stop numbing because um, we maybe want to feel like we're in a rush or that it's such a, a such a terrible thing to numb. Um, so I think we have to be gentle with ourselves with that and realize that we are human and it's okay to not feel like there's this uh imaginary timeline in which we need to stop feeling a certain way or stop doing this um and then take a pause um i also believe that it's important for us to talk with people about that so that's the that's my continued mantra around like especially as folks of color like it's okay to go to therapy like jesus and the lord created therapists and a whole entire profession for us to utilize that wasn't a fluke. Right. Um, so use the resources that are available to you via your insurance and EAP employee assistance program. I should work in benefits, but like those are resources that are there for you. Um, so utilize them. There is no shame in talking to someone to try to move through those things so that you don't move into live, move into and become a permanent resident of numbing because that gets you nowhere fast.
0: Yeah. Um, For me, um, I'm going to quote RuPaul. um, (laughs) His podcast, What's the Tea, is everything for me. Um, It's don't take life so seriously and or too seriously. And I constantly remind myself of that because that eases the numbing that I'm um, putting upon myself because I can easily numb to the extreme um, where either I'm uninformed or I'm not in touch with myself and my emotions or my mental health or whatever it is, so I think as you navigate this world and your uh you know whether it's you know world world tragedies or forty five you know making another policy that is going to make us one step closer to hell honestly yeah. um whether you know whatever is going on um protect yourself um and you know live you know live in a, a a positive mindset as much as you can so mm-hmm. don't don't take life too seriously
1: yep because we are living in our last days okay
0: uh, okay <laughs> okay revelation chapter 5 verse 40 <laughs> oh, shit uh, four horsemen or whatever okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so um that is it for water cooler talk we'll in it right We are back for our next segment, Ask a Boss, but we, are, we got no questions for you. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep it real. Keep it real, keeping it real. Um, but we're gonna play a game because we like games and I think our audience does too. So uh, Shamina texted me or sent me this Twitter thread. She's always sending me, you're always sending me funny things, which I appreciate. But um, this, so you know, fuck, Mary kill right, that game. Yes. Uh, but on Twitter, it was trending a, a different version of that game called uh, Drinks, Dinner, Bar Fight. Or dinner, Drinks, Bar Fight. It doesn't really matter. the order. <laughs> so, Similar to Fuck, Mary, Kill, we're going to name three people, um, and you have to say, who would you have drinks with, who would you have dinner with, and who would you be in a bar fight with? Okay, so I'm going to have three... To say Shamina will have some, and then we'll answer them for each other. So I will go first. Okay. Hopefully we don't repeat any any of our I know, right? people. Um, okay, Ava Duvernay, Oprah Win- Winfrey, and Viola Davis.
1: Oh man, I am dinner with Oprah. Um, drinks with Ava DuVernay and bar fight with Viola Davis. Because <laughs> oh. oh. I low-key feel like Viola Davis can fight. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like I've seen her like in the help. Like She was at the end like real pissed off, and I was like, I think she could fight.
0: Yeah. Are you caught up on how to get away with murder?
1: Um, No,
0: I didn't watch last night's well this was two episodes ago but she she like threw it down she threw down her purse and she was almost about to fight bonnie like her hand oh gosh,
1: no apparently i'm several episodes behind
0: okay so anyways uh i just
1: finished the lie. one with um cicely tyson and they were looking at the um the senior citizen home and at the end she was it was it was super emotional um and then i couldn't watch anymore
0: I I was balling during that episode. Anyways, um, so why um, dinner and drinks with? Why did you choose who who you chose?
1: Well, dinner is going to be the longest, um, so that I went through the longest amount of time with uh, Oprah. Drinks. I think that um, Ava DuVernay's uh, what we view as a fast rise was probably not so fast, and she's kind of to me. I think she's the youngest of those three, so why not have drinks with her? And again, I think Viola Davis can fight. Like, there's something about her that just says, I could whoop a ass. Um, and so, she's, like, in her 50s. Right. And yeah, just generally a bad bitch.
0: Right. So um, would you win or Viola would win? Who would win in the fight?
1: No, we're, I, don't, I didn't envision it as, like, well, she's helping me in fighting somebody else.
0: Oh, that's what you mean by bar fight. Okay. You're not yeah. fighting the person. You're they're helping you in the bar no, fight.
1: No, no fighting here.
0: Got it, got it. Okay. So your turn.
1: Um, okay, so dinner drinks, bar fight. <laughs> uh Missy Elliott. Alicia Keys. Tony Braxton.
0: Whew, okay. I would do um Bar fight with Missy. Um, dinner with yeah dinner with Alicia and drinks with Tony Braxton because it's short and I don't really have much to say to her so Mm -hmm. if I had the opportunity to talk with her great but (laughs) she was not my favorite singer you know Um, I respect her career and everything Alicia Keys um, we would have plenty to talk about that that, um, for example, that track that she did with Beyonce that never, you know, came to fruition. Uh, We could talk about her kids. Um, Oh, put it in
1: a love song. I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, Um, people forget about that. Uh, uh, We can talk about her kids. We can talk about, um, wasn't she in a controversial um, campaign where she was dressed in the, like the hijab? Was that her? I don't know. Years ago, she got criticized because of um, appropriating possibly that outfit in a... I, I have
1: say, no idea, have but a, it'd be a good topic of conversation. of conversation.
0: Yeah, and then also why she doesn't want to wear makeup anymore. You know, we, we have plenty to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then bar fight, obviously, with Missy, because we first of all, we would do a dance fight together, right? We wouldn't even do a bar fight. We would do a dance off, so...
1: Can I make an observation real quick for both of us? We, of of those three that we just both picked from, we picked the dark-skinned women to be in the bar fight.
0: Oh, dang. You're right.
1: There's something deeper in that, but I don't even know what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to put that on a Post-it.
1: Right. I was like, I don't want to get all deep into that, but I'm like, damn.
0: So are we going to call ourselves bitches of the week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was like... Mm. Are we bosses for the recognition of it? But anywho, oh, okay.
0: yeah. So we can cancel each other out. Um, okay. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Rihanna, or Na- Na- uh, Naomi Campbell?
1: Okay, I'm definitely having dinner with Tracy Ellis Ross because I fucking love her. Um, and this season on um, uh, Blackish. Girl. Oh my gosh.
0: Everything. It's getting better and better every season. That first episode was so black.
1: Okay, so I'm sorry. So Tracy Ellis Ross for dinner. Um wait, who are my other two? Naomi, Campbell, and Rihanna? Yep. Um I'm having drinks with Rihanna. Uh I just didn't think she would be really fun to drink with, to be honest. Um and then man. Dark- Man, the dark skinned one woman again, yeah. Naomi Campbell. Well, she's a fighter, anyway. Right. Like, she's scrapped. I'm sure publicly. So.
0: Right. Pulling yeah. On leaves getting pulled. You know.
1: Yeah. Shoes. So I'm like, she's got a history. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that much about her to be real honest. So I'm like, oh, uh, we can fight. Let's do this.
0: Right. Um, okay. Cool.
1: Um. Let's see. So, Dinner, Drinks, Bar Fight. Let's go with Angela Rye, okay. Leslie Jones, oh. Lena Waithe.
0: Oh, that's a hard one. You're welcome. Who was the first one again?
1: Angela Rye.
0: Angela Rye. Oh, damn. Okay. Um. Okay. I have to do dinner with Leslie Jones. Like, yes. Good answer. That, that would be a hilarious dinner. I would... Chair shut for life. Forget um, okay, it
1: no, because it's your birthday suit. Forget okay. it okay, because no, it's your hey. birthday suit. <laughs> oh my God, that was the best video ever.
0: I would probably do, um, damn, Lena Waithe I would have drinks with.
1: Yes, that's the right answer.
0: Angela Rye, bar fight. I mean, I don't know if she has fighting capabilities, but I um, <laughs> probably could fight with her words, you know?
1: Right, she's like, she will cut you with her words.
0: right. Oh, that was a good one. All right, so the next one I have for you is, um, <laughs> 45, Mike Pence and Sarah Sanders.
1: Who the hell is Sarah Sanders?
0: She's the, uh, uh, what, uh, she's in the, the press, sec- one of the press secretaries, so. Oh, yeah. I thought,
1: Sarah Sanders or Sarah Huckabee?
0: Oh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is her full name. Oh, I'm like, who is Sarah Sanders?
1: I knew you were going to do some bullshit like this because I almost did, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to bring this energy into the show.
0: I, I had to, I had to. Um, So 45, Mike Pence and Sarah Huckabee.
1: I'm going to choose imminent death.
0: Oh. No, you can't do that.
1: No, I'm going to go ahead and call it in. I'm going to go and meet my maker. I'm going to go up into <laughs> the heavenly clouds because I don't want to spend, and I would refuse to spend time with any of them. Okay. I can't, like, I couldn't okay. do it.
0: Okay, I, that's a fair answer. I guess that's fair. You I, know.
1: Just, I couldn't, there's no way that any of that could happen. Not a single bit. Yeah. I wouldn't even want, some people are like, I want to see what's in it. Hell No. I don't wanna see what's in his head or talk to him or any one of those three. They've shown me enough. Okay, let me calm down. I'm getting worked up.
0: All right, that was, I guess, a throwaway question. Yeah.
1: Are you trying to be, come on, (laughs) Paul. You don't want me to win. Um, For that, I might give you two more. Okay, so ready? Yeah. Tyrese.
0: Oh, damn, okay.
1: The Rock and Vin Diesel. Shout out to the Reed for giving me that idea.
0: Right, right.
1: (laughs) I mean, Tyrese has been doing his, whatever his thing is, you know, showing his ass publicly for a while now, so.
0: Yeah, I think I would have um, dinner with The Rock, drinks with Vin Diesel, bar fight with Tyrese. Tell me why. Oh, Tyrese is just a crazy, crazy man, like crazy mind, crazy whatever. Um, I think he would just do great in a bar fight at I don't know, um, <laughs> but uh, The Rock, um, he has lots of money, so he would be great to um, have dinner with, and uh, lo- he's not a bad, uh, bad to look at, so.
1: No, not at all.
0: Not a bad sight, so just give me a few glasses of wine and I'll be like, I'll be at your service, right? <laughs> and then Vin Diesel, um, drinks. I-, I don't really have any attachment to these celebrities, so.
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you one more.
0: Oh, okay. I'll give you one more first, actually. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna have to look. Don't
1: come up with no bull. Like, come on.
0: Okay. Uh, Barack Obama.
1: Shut up! Can you not?
0: Yep. Um, Beyonce. (laughs) And uh, making this off the top of my head, uh, Barack, Beyonce, and um, Issa Rae.
1: Okay, so I am dinner with Barack, um, drinks with Beyonce, because I'm pretty sure she's like vegan or something. And I'm like, I'm not that. Oh yeah. Um, And then bar fight with Issa. The Issa one was really easy. Because I'm like, you're from Inglewood. Or like you spent time in Inglewood, but she's from somewhere else. But I'm like, you you she just like she can fight too like
0: and once again we chose the dark skinned woman for, i know
1: but i think she could fight
0: yeah she probably could
1: yeah and i think it would be really funny also because i feel like then there would be a rap like uh, a freestyle rap before and after
0: um, um honestly i think it would remind uh, that fight would remind me of the bar fight um and girls trip when they did the dance off. Oh my
1: God. Yes.
0: Smashing bottles, pulling weaves. And that was hilarious. I would, I would, I would say Issa would be involved in a fight very similar to that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Choreographed. Um, I would pick Beyonce for drinks because I think that number one, again, I think she's vegan or has a really particular diet. And I was like, I don't want that level of restriction. Um,
0: I wonder if she even drinks alcohol.
1: I don't either. That's so why I was like, I don't know if she drinks, but she would have to have something that... She can have a juice. That's fine. I would probably need the drink to be, like, relaxed, try to relax around her, so...
0: Right, I mean...
1: Um, and then how do you not have dinner with Barack Obama? Like, President Obama, because that my president. Um, I feel like there's probably so much... That, well, hopefully he would bring Michelle. Um, there's so much... He's such a wealth of knowledge. I can't even put it into words. He's like, he's like it. Like, how do you not do that with him?
0: Right. Like, how? What would you talk about with him?
1: I have no idea. I'd have to do the thing that I do when I'm like, you know, going to a mixer or like a meetup to meet new people. I'd probably have to have a small list of initial questions to go with and then like, Gosh. see what, see where that goes from there.
0: Yeah, well... I, I would think that the conversation would probably be m- much more casual than you think. Yeah. Um. You probably would be talking about, because um, he watches a lot of the same shows we do, so he'd be talking about hip-hop, you would be talking about Insecure, and how to get away with, way with murder, so, um, yeah, I think that conversation would be fun. All right.
1: Um, okay, so my last one. No, you're going to have to have a last one.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um. You tried to give me the 45 one, so... Um, so I, let's see, um, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Michelle Obama, and let's see, who's another one?
0: Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. That is a hard one. Or actually, no, that's not a hard one. Um, because I'm strictly going off of my attachment to these celebrities. Um, (laughs) Michelle, I would definitely have dinner with because how could you pass that one up? Right. I would uh, love to talk about everything from education to, uh, you know, Black Girls Rock and TV shows and pop culture. She's a cool woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if I had dinner with Michelle, I'm only one degree of separation away from Beyonce. So, right? Um, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, I would have drinks because... Um, I would not have much to. S- well, I would have a lot to talk about with her. I, I, I love Hillary Clinton, um, but I don't think I could last a whole dinner with her. You know, just in terms of um, her personality. And then Colin, I would definitely do a bar fight. Who's a light skin, so, <laughs> so we we broke the we broke the the trend. Right. Yeah, um, Colin's tall, so I'm five six, so. We, we would win the fight. Yeah. I
1: low-key might do a fight with Hillary Clinton. Because I, th- I feel like she's just that dirty.
0: Really? Um,
1: and she's, if you, have you, if you haven't heard any of the excerpts or read any of the excerpts from her new book, Mm-mm. she's, I think she has the, the significant potential to be a bit of a messy queen. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't give a damn anymore. I'm going to tell all the stuff. And I'm going to talk all the mess. But yeah, she got a little, a little laugh and a little shimmy, like.
0: <laughs> I mean, she would be the one that would put like a um, poison in your drink. <laughs> Shut you, up! <laughs> but, like she, she would do that. She would be very crafty with her right? uh, tactics. All right, so that ends our segment "Ask a Boss," which was a game, <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because it's our show. We can do what we want. Yep. We'll right back. Our last segment, which is boss-ass bitch and bitch-ass boss of the week. Uh, Shamina, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first?
1: I have a few. So I... How about I go first?
0: Okay. Mine are short, so... Uh,
1: I will try to be brief. Um, So I'll start off with the bitches. Um, So there was a... So bitch to this um, teacher. So there's a school district in... What is this? In Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, that a teacher uh, basically was doing some sort of pilgrim history lesson. Um, and they have this little black girl um, in a black outfit on her knees with what appeared to be ropes around her arm or her torso. And there's two white, the teacher and two white students who are dressed as pilgrim, pilgrims are in front of the little black girl and the little black girl, they're all smiling. Um,
0: okay,
1: and for some reason, the teacher posted this somewhere to social media, and of course, now she's apologizing because people are like, Bitch, are you really like having this little black girl on here looking like a slave? Right, and, and, and this is a lesson that you're teaching, and then you're gonna put it on social media publicly like it's a cute thing. Like, do you, did you not have any thought that this would be problematic? Um did the parents agree to this did because i'm sure they didn't know um and what message are you sending by putting this out and having what appears i don't know if there are other black students in the class but basically it looks like there's three white people who are quote unquote pilgrims who have this little black little black girl as a slave i don't know what the message is like i don't know where the disconnect is for people in 2017 like i feel like every month or every episode we're like in 2017 or 26 like give oh, insert year right are people not realizing that this shit is problematic i'm just waiting for some shit to pop off related to halloween because you know oh. some dumb person Yep. Or group of people or organization is going to do something. We're going to have to be like, I can't believe in 2017. I can believe it. I'm just waiting to see who it is at this point and what fucked up thing they're going to actually do. Because we know it's coming. I wish I wish I didn't think that way. But anywho, so that's one. So bitch to her for... Like not getting it, it just doesn't make any sense.
0: And I just have to say, why are they still teaching that story in elementary school? Because it's not accurate. No. And it, oh my gosh. Yes, it's 2017. Why aren't, why aren't the history books accurate?
1: Yeah, because the truth hurts. Um, so when you can't tell the truth, you continue to tell a lie. Anywho, so my second bitch is to um, Harvey Weinstein who is, um, or who was a, um, I think a director, a famed director, a producer in Hollywood and had a whole bunch of, like, there was the Weinstein company that did a whole bunch of films and movies and, uh, cable TV shows, um, and has recently been, uh, outed as someone who was sexually harassed, um, sexually assaulted, apparently many, 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 like, probably tens, twenties, hundreds of women in the um, entertainment industry, and probably some who weren't in the entertainment industry um, for years. And um, recently, and I'll include the, make sure we get the link in the bio, uh, he had the same type of interaction, inappropriate um, and sexually harassing interaction with Lupita Nyong'o. She wrote an op-ed in the New York Times talking about her experience with him, and him inviting her to his house to watch a movie but then 10 minutes into the movie they he's like I want to show you something um and then they end up in his bedroom and he's like I want to give you a massage and she has to like finagle her way to be like no I want to give you one no and she don't want to touch this nasty man and then all of a sudden he wants he's like I'm gonna take my pants off and like the whole thing like the story is in there I'll make sure that you we get the link in there um but she is I was subject to this and like, this was like 2010, 2012 or something. So it's not like it was a long time ago by any means. Um, and he's been silent in response to all these people who have had issues with him. Rose McGowan, who I don't really know, but she's going to be my next bitch in a second. Um, and a bunch of other people, Jill Scott has come out against him. Alyssa Milano was one of the first ones to say something, um, in the hashtag that she appropriated from another woman. So let's not even get into that. Yeah. um, but apparently, he's choosing to respond, or he's chosen to respond um, to the claims that Lupita Nyongo had based on her op ed and says he has a different recollection of the events. I'm like, first of all, why are you try- trying to come for the black woman? All these other people, Gwyneth right. Castro and um, was it, Courtney Love, all these other people have said these things, and you want to come for the one black woman who has publicly said something when all these other people are saying things, why are you coming for her? White supremacy is the answer to that rhetorical question. But anywho, so bitch to Harvey Weinstein and all the people who covered for him and knew what was going on and didn't say anything. And I know those things are hard and I'm not saying that they're easy, Um, but even the people now they're like, I knew something, but I didn't say something. And I'm thinking money will, money will fuck you up for real. Like, money fame all of those things will will really cloud your view of what is the right thing to do and again i'm not saying that it's not hard to make decisions sometimes um but that doesn't negate the fact that all of these people knew and were covering and made choices that impacted so many women that could have seemingly been avoided um and my last bitch is to rose mcgowan who um she's like a slight bitch um for comparing the sexual assault of women and inserting and in, on her Twitter account, which has since been deleted, but I'll put the article on there. Um, she compared um, the sexual assault to women and saying, like, take out women and insert the N-word. And I'm like, oh. can people not have multiple identities and be impre- oppressed in multiple ways? And why do you want to all of a sudden use that as the, like, interchangeable thing? Like, and she has since apologized, and she said to anyone, any POC, person of color, I offended with my stupidity lapse. Know that I am profoundly sorry. I hear you. But I also need people to think, like, don't just automatically insert the N-word and say, like, either say the actual word or insert, quote, unquote, N-word. Um, I think that there's an equivalent to that. When you don't know the pain that comes with being called that. So, um, Slight bitch to Rose McGowan. I'm glad that she corrected herself. Um, She should have left the tweet. You wrote the tweet, girl. And you know uh, thousands of people screenshot it because they was just waiting for something to go off so they could save it. So, um, yeah, I'll put the article in there. Make sure that we get the article in there for that. Um, And then my boss of the week. Um, There has been the most adorable baby boy that's been floating around the Internet with the cutest smile that I have seen outside of my family, because my family has the best minds. Um, But he is so cute. He has these, these really deep dimples. He ain't got to be more than, like, three months old, so he won't have no teeth. Hair is beautiful, just a beautiful-looking uh, black baby boy, and it just it warms my heart to be able to see, like, and all the shit that's going on on the Internet, because I didn't even talk about 45 and his bullshit with, um, was it Niger, Niger? and all of that, and talking to, um, anywho, I'm not even going to get into that, but this little boy is so cute. I got to find a way to make sure that we get that video up there, or maybe I'll, I'll retweet it, but, oh my gosh, just talk about your heart melting. So thank you to whatever, whoever his mama, daddy, guardian is that put his little sweet face on our timelines, because he is adorable,
0: so... Okay. Yeah. I have to, I have not heard about this baby. Oh my gosh. I will
1: send it to you now, but those are my uh, bitches and my boss. I kind of had a lot to say this week. Thank you. Yeah.
0: A lot has happened. So I just, I'm going to keep it simple. I have one bitch, one boss. My bitch is going to go to 45 because of his reluctancy to uh, recognize the fires that are happening in Northern California and Southern California um, because he's so concerned with, whether or not football players are in the NFL are kneeling or, you know, during the national anthem. So that apparently is a, uh, a much more important um, uh, thing for the president to care about and tweet about. And also uh, more specifically, he, you know, for the hurricanes, he, you know, made his statement about the tragedies about the hurricanes, but he passed on um, the, the, Yeah, he passed on uh, that responsibility to Mike Pence. So it just is kind of like a slap in the face um, with not not having 45 recognize California as um, a place that needs help, you know? So, um, and I think he was also reluctant to sign off um, funds to help with the fires in Northern California. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's not a matter of, you know, 45 or Mike Pence. Who, um, it's just a matter of why as president, would you not treat us the same as the other states that are going through tragedies as well, that you would just yeah. you know, shift that responsibility to Mike Pence because you don't care about the liberal liberals in Northern California, right? hmm so. exactly. Um, and then my boss goes to Shonda Rhimes. Um, who- Always. Uh, just got inducted into the TV Hall of Fame and is the third Black woman ever, ever, to be in the Hall of Fame. And um, that just reminds me, I'm curious to know who the other two Black women are. Right. And um, I'm scrolling through, we'll put the link in, there's a really cool Vanity Fair article about this award um, and Shonda's achievements, and I'll put the link in the description. So, Anyways, um, yeah, Jashonda is killing it. And also, I'm just waiting for her to break the record for the most number or the most um, consecutive seasons for primetime television because she's right now neck and neck with ER because ER, I think, ended on season 14. And Ooh. Grey's Anatomy is currently on 14, I think, right? Or I don't th- know.
1: I watched it, but I don't know what season they're
0: on. Right. Grey's Anatomy is on season 13. So she has two more years um, to break that record. And you know, Grey's Anatomy is still um, making waves and uh, their ratings are still really high. So it's kind of hard to believe that I've been watching this show since I was in high school. Like this is just ridiculous, but um, I will never give up on that show. No, It's it's so good. It's, it's so good. Like, how do you still make something so current and relevant for a show that's on its 13th season that's, like, unheard of? Right. So,
1: well, because a black woman did it, so there's that.
0: Right. Okay. And then also, um, this is the last season of Scandal, which I'm really sad about.
1: Me too. I'm, like, two episodes behind, so I can't speak to it with any intelligence.
0: It, it's really good. I'm okay. just curious to know how the, she's going to end it, because... Um, it's really hard to end a show and she hasn't, well, she's, she has ended private practice and I think that was an okay ending, but when you have a show as epic as Scandal, it's it's the hardest thing for a writer to do is to close the show and make the viewers feel like we have closure, you know, so. Uh All right, so that wraps up our episode. Um, I'm going to leave you with the usual footnotes. Uh, please uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Please email us at headbosspodcasts at with any questions, concerns, comments, or praises. Uh, rate us, uh, write reviews, tell us how we're doing. And also remember our social media accounts. We're on Facebook and Twitter. All right, that's it folks. We'll see ya in 2 weeks. Peace. Got 125 on the dash. On the biggest wealth that you seen thus <laughs> far. On the biggest wealth that you seen thus far. On the biggest that you seen thus far. Cuz it's just another day in the life of the